one of the things that allowed you to find this show was it had to either be suggested or somebody's told you about it. We're trying to get to 1000 reviews across all of our audio platforms. However you are listening to this right now, there's somebody else just like you and we want to reach them and we want them to know that, hey, there's a resource here, there's a community. Would you mind leaving us a review? The more reviews that we have, other people just like yourself get a chance to hear and see this show. So if you don't mind, please just drop us a review. It takes literally five, 10 seconds on whatever platform that you're listening to. I'd really appreciate it. Let's get into the episode. And unfortunately, many of us are more title than we have actual multiple chapters in our career. We've made our career the chapter when it should be just a chapter, meaning it ends and a new one begins. And so what happens is, is that we think, well, I finally got the job and, I, and what we think is, oh, I've been doing this thing for 20 years. No, you've probably been doing the same thing that probably takes maybe on average six to eight months to learn, but you've just been doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over again for 20 years. That's why you feel stuck. You are now listening to the Grow Your Side Business podcast, where I help ambitious employees develop their side business in a five-day challenge. You can go to growyoursidebusiness.com right now. And while you are here listening to the audio experience, I thank you so much because however you found us, that is awesome. My job as a former corporate employee who's been able to build multiple side businesses and help a lot of other people is to help you do the same. You're in the right place at the right time in your life. Let's listen to this today's episode all right what is going on everybody massive action monday y'all know how it goes down my name is chris williams you are now watching the grow your side business podcast where i help ambitious employees be able to grow a profitable side business brand new out now is the side hustle secrets course listen if you are the type of person who has been sitting there and wondering how is it that the person in the cube next to you or in the office next to you why are they so busy? Why are they so happy? Why do they always have something to do after work? It's probably because they started a, a profitable side business and they know some secrets. So I created the Side Hustle Secrets course to be able to help you. So if you want more information for that, for that, the link is in the description below. Go get the course so we can help you. If you're looking to grow your side business and you're like, what are some of the tips and tricks that I need to know about? Because I'm gonna tell you right now, the only reason why we don't grow is because a lot of times we are lacking something and sometimes it's the little thing that'll help you out. So make sure you go get that. I want to say welcome to everybody. We are live. Uh, we're live on Instagram. We are live on uh, LinkedIn. My side business builders community, man. Thank y'all so much. Y'all be showing up in a big way too. Um, and thank you to all of those who are also on LinkedIn too. I actually want to share um, some feedback I got inside of the side business builders community because um, we've been having some really cool conversations in there. If you're not a part of the conversation, if you're not inside of the group, you should be. It's on Facebook. Um, and I asked a question earlier today, and this was really, really cool. So most people love talking about like their their successes and all of their wins, which I think we should always do that. I think it's important. I think it's a conversation that should always be be done. Like we should always talk about that. But I posted inside of my side business builders group today. Listen, let's not talk about the wins. Sometimes the win is in the lesson. So I asked my community, would you share with me some failures that you had in your business, right? Like, what are some of the failures that you had as a result of doing business? This was really cool. So um, I want to say thank you to Julie uh, Hammondtree. She said, well, my family and friends forgot that I mentioned, and she says 14 times, 
If you know anyone looking to sell or buy real estate, please get in touch with uh, get a, get put us in touch. Then finding out they bought or sold a home with another relative. Man, those hurt. Um, Tiffany Tucker, shout out to her. She's got a dope, dope app that she built um, called Electric Mods. For those of us who have an electric vehicle, you can modify your um, your 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 mobile, uh, you know, your car right on the app before you buy all the parts and pieces. It's really dope. So Tiffany said, I was integrating new features in my app based on emotion and not facts. Ooh, this is good. I figured they love this or that, but it had no impact on engagement and retention. When I look, took a look at my metrics, I could see where they were dropping off and I started focusing on those areas rather than adding something I thought was cool. Man, that is a good one, Tiffany. Uh, I'll share another one here. Um, let's see. Uh, let's see. Dan says they were operating a, as a themed cafe serving breakfast and lunch to the public for years before pulling back to focus on micro weddings and private events. This is pretty dope. We built a loyal following, but it was too small and we weren't able to generate the kind of viral attention on a regional or a national stage that we had hoped for and other themed venues had received. We also underestimated how much a historic district is Main Street centric. So too many people just never found us. Wow. In the end, too much work and the profit wasn't there. Not a toll your failure, though. We subleased our kitchen and still offer appetizers to our guests and our wedding business is thriving. Man, shout out to you, Dan, for for just thinking those things through. Listen, if you want to be able to share those in the comments. Listen, I know that we should talk about wins, but tell me about your failures. Put your failures down in the comments. I'll make sure that we shout you out in the next Massive Action Monday. All right. With that being said, we got to get started because I only got a few minutes and I don't want to waste your time. And you're here to learn like you're here to grow. And you're like, yo, why is it that I feel stuck at work? Well, I want to share a couple of things with you that I have learned um, over time that have helped me um, just really, you know, change the way. I, I look at things. I was on Instagram earlier and asking, you know, the community, hey, you know, why do you feel stuck? Somebody mentioned Miss Scott 83 said, hey, uh, it's mainly because of procrastination, right? Some people really feel stuck. And I want to tell you why sometimes we feel stuck. And I'm going to share with you a little bit of my story. And I'm going to share with you some some perspective that I really think will help you. All right. So let's let's set the stage, first of all. Because I think one of the things that I realized for me was I was looking at my job all wrong. I just was. I'm going to just be completely honest with you. I was looking at my job all wrong. And I'm explain why. See, I remember getting the job and be so, so happy I got the contract, right? And I always tell people, you, even though you might not be a contract, uh, a temporary person, you're still signing a contract with your employer, right? I know some people say, yeah, my full-time a part-time, my temporary. Either way, you signed a contract. And within that contract, there are agreements. And some of us don't like the other things that are tied to the spine print after we get into it. But here's the question we got to ask ourselves. Why were you so excited when you got the role? Why did that excitement wean off? And why all of a sudden now do you feel like, wait a second, this doesn't feel like I thought it would feel, right? I mean, we've all been there. And here, here's the thing. I, I want to I share this with you. What I realized for myself was I had made my career what should have been a chapter. Okay? What do I mean by that? When you, listen, 
When you read a book, all right, and here's my book. Hey, yeah, how about that? From side hustle to side business, how to take any product or service and turn it into story, success, and sales. It's available now. You go to this from side hustle to side business.com and get it. But anyway, the whole point is that when you read a book, a book has chapters. It tells a story, right? And unfortunately, many of us are more title than we have actual multiple chapters in our career. We've made our career the chapter when it should be just a chapter, meaning it ends and a new one begins. And so what happens is, is that we think, well, I finally got the job and, I, and what we think is, oh, I've been doing this thing for 20 years. I'm the smartest. No, you've probably been doing the same thing that probably takes maybe on average six to eight months to learn, but you've just been doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over again for 20 years. That's why you feel stuck because nothing ever changed. You didn't evolve. So let me share a little bit with you just something that I realized. The goal of my employment is to put my talents to good use so that I can become a valuable team member. That's my goal. That's the goal of employment, right? But it should be a chapter in my long life career, right? With like when we die, that was a lifelong journey. You didn't stay like we didn't stay five years old for 50 years. Some people do mentally, but that's a whole nother lie that has nothing to do with today. But the point is, is that we don't stay five years old. We mature, we grow and things change. Today, I don't like tomatoes on my sandwich. 10 years from now, I might, right? New experiences, new things, new, everything is always evolving and growing, but sometimes we get stuck at one place for whatever the reason is, we get stuck because of heartache, we get stuck because of tragedy, we get stuck because of good times, we get stuck because of great successes, and we don't want it to end. And I keep say, I keep reminding myself every day I wake up, Chris, this isn't never, never, never land, right? Things are gonna change, okay? So just like in a book, a book has chapters. Your career should have chapters. Your professional life should be divided into chapters. There's not just one. And so the reason why sometimes we feel stuck is because what we haven't done is we haven't realized that there are multiple moments and, and a string of change that should happen. Each chapter is a, a specific period of time. You don't have to spend your life listening to the same song over and over and over again. That's what I realized. I feel stuck. Cause I was listening to the same, so I was doing the same thing every day. Every time I came to work, it was the same thing and nothing changed. But guess what? If nothing changes, cause I didn't change it. So I had this false sense of security because I've been doing the same thing all this time. At the same time, I feel stuck because nothing's changing. But I got this false sense of security since I've been doing it at the same time. But at the same time, I also feel stuck. So it became like this endless loop. All right. So. Here, here's what I want to do. I want to ask you a couple of questions and I'm going to cover, cover some ground with you. All right. And this is just the, you, when you think about like being stuck, right? Like, what does that feel like? What does that mean? I'm gonna give you a couple of things to do. Here's three questions I think you should ask yourself. Is the job the most important part of my self-identity right now? Hey, you're enjoying this episode, right? Well, there's something I wanted to share with you. Have you ever heard of the triangle of value? 
Well, it's something that I actually teach in my side hustle secrets course. See, you actually have a profession, you have practices and you live by a set of principles. That is your triangle of value. Well, within that triangle of value, you are so valuable in the marketplace that what you know in your head, somebody else is willing to pay you in order to be able to get that information so that they can do the same thing that you're doing. But you didn't know that until now. Well, I've created something just for you. I got a course called the Side Hustle Secrets course. If you go to thesidehustlesecrets.com, you can go ahead and get into my course. I teach you how to use that triangle of value and actually be able to create you a great online profitable business. But here's the cool part. Along with that, I show you my core four strategies and how to be able to take that triangle of value and turn it into four different streams that you can be able to leverage to be able to build you a great side business and reduce the financial stress. Because listen, I know you're enjoying your job. I know you've done all the work that you needed to, to get where you are today. But I also know this between layoffs, firings and downsizings, it's bound to happen. It happened to me twice. I don't want it to happen to you. Or at least if it does, you have something to fall back on and you don't have to hurt you and your family. I know you got a lot of information in your head and I know you could scale it. And I know there's somebody else out there who is happy willing to pay you to get that information. Well, let me show you how to do it. Go to thesidehustlesecrets.com, get the course, and let's work together to build out and build you what you need for you to have a great side business. Let's get back to the episode. Because th these three questions, I, I think, are the most important to ask yourself if you feel stuck. The first one is all about identity, meaning, do I literally go around and my life is these three is is my title, right? When you introduce yourself at networking events or with people that you don't know, is you always spitting your title first? Right? I'm such and such and I work at such and such bank and I am the you know, delivery manager and treasury management, blah, 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 right? Like, do you introduce yourself by your title first or do you actually let people know who you, who you are? If you go back last week, and by the way, this is a series. So last week we started this series. And if you missed Massive Action Monday last Monday, don't worry, go back. And I talked about the triangle of value. I talked about where your real value is. And if you spend all of your time introducing yourself based on your title, that's not what you do. Your title is not what you do. What is it that you actually do, right? I may use the example. I'm not a podcaster. I am, I am a, a content creator who's able to help people, corporate professionals, build profitable side businesses. That's what I do. I happen to leverage podcasting as a way to do so. Okay. What do you actually do? So is your job the most important aspect of your self-identity? Is that how you introduce yourself all the time? That's a question to ask yourself. Here's number two. Do you find yourself putting your work ahead of your, uh, uh, over your relationships? If work is over relationships, that's bad math. That's bad math. Now, now, does that mean you can't uh, prioritize some of the work? Absolutely, you can. And you should, meaning you got to learn how to have really important conversations with your family, with your friends, with your loved ones and say, hey, listen, I've got a goal that I'm going to meet over the next 90 days. Here's what that means of my time. 
here's how I would like to be supported, right? Like you got to have honest conversations. Those things are really important. Um, are you creating time for your, are you, are you, are you building out time for your family or is it after you're done with all the work you got to do? That's a question you got to ask yourself. Number three, here's the third question. And this is also important as well. Do you find it difficult to see yourself happy if you lost your job today? Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Where are you placing your happiness? It's important. Like the, these three are really important because I'm going to tell you right now, if you're answering these three as you watch this and you're like, whoa, I, I like, here's the thing. I'm not saying if you lost your job today, trust me, I, I got laid off from corporate twice. Okay. I know the pain. I'm not saying you wouldn't have a way to feel about it. I'm saying if your happiness is wrapped up in the fact that I have a title and I'm Mr. or Mrs. Whoever, if that was taken away from you, would you able to still find happiness? If you can't, that's why you're stuck. Because your identity is wrapped in your job and you put the people that love that you love the most on the back burner over work and your identity and you're so afraid of losing your job that you give so much over to it. And that's what's hurting. Right. So so if you feel stuck, there's there's some things that are happening. And I just want to show you this. There's some things that are happening in your job. What, what you really need to do is this, you need to uncover a rhythm. There's some rhythm that you need to understand. Um, and, and why is this important? Because there's a rhythm to all of life. I can't spell. That is not a requirement on YouTube, thankfully. <laughs> there's a rhythm to all of life. And, and there's a way to understand what's going on with your life and, and how those things are working together and where they are all creating the ebbs and flows of what you do, right? So what do I mean? Most people are, are going uh, on Sunday night, dreading Monday morning, going to work on Monday, looking forward to Friday, leave work Friday, enjoy 48 hours, um, Go to go to bed on Sunday night, dread Monday, go to work Monday, looking forward to Friday. But that has become a perpetual rhythm for decades on a lot of people. I just saw an interesting quote earlier today, and it said. Um, to only get paid 26 days a year out of 365 is not real life. And I thought, wow, that's a. That's a way to think about it, right? Like that's a way to actually think about, you know, this whole idea of work, meaning you get paid every two weeks, 52 uh, weeks of the year, right? So you split that in half, that's about 26, right? So if you think about that for a second, you got to think about, well, what is the rhythm? Most people look forward towards payday. And I'm saying even those who make like a great deal of money in, the, in their corporate job, like some of you are making over like, well, over $100,000, $150,000, $200,000 a year. But it's your only source of identity. 
Maybe because the, 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 the narrative that you bought into, which was, hey, I got this degree, so I spent all that money on the degree. Well, I got to stay in this job because if I switch, there's a problem, right? You, you got misplaced loyalty. You don't know how to pivot well. That's why we feel stuck. So you've got to identify the rhythm. What is the rhythm of your day? Like, for example, where is your office rhythm? Right? At work, when you get to work every day, what is it that you're doing all the time? Um, I read to you guys a stat a couple of weeks ago that was in Entrepreneur Magazine. Um, most uh, employees spend over 17.7 hours in just meetings. Corporate meetings are, are responsible uh, for uh, uh, over $100 million in waste. Just sitting in meetings, right? So you've got to understand what is the rhythm that is happening when I'm at the office. If I spend a lot of time in meetings, maybe I've got to find a way to self-select out of meetings. What do I mean by that? Uh, is the meeting organizer organized to be able to tell people what the actual agenda is? Are the meetings based on outcomes? And then can you contribute to that? If you just ask those three things, hey, what is the outcome meant for this meeting, right? Um, am I, can I contribute to that, right? And what is it that I'm, how can I help with that outcome? You could probably reduce your meeting time in about 30% just off of that rainbow Skittle pack you got going on on your calendar every day, right? So what is the rhythm at the office? What is the rhythm when you get home, right? What do you do when you get home? Do you sit there and thumb flick through social media for 45 minutes? Do you spend three hours on the phone and then talk to your spouse? Do you come home and you use the kids as an excuse to not do other things? Do you rush home and got a Netflix and chill? God, I got to do that, right? What is your evening routine like, right? Like these are the rhythms that are contributing to you feeling stuck. What is your weekend rhythm? Right? What's the rhythm? What do you do? What are you doing on the weekend? Are you spending six hours in front of the TV watching college football on Saturday? Another eight hours in front of the TV on Sunday watching Professional football in America? Do you spend four hours on Monday night watching Monday night football? Do you spend four hours on Thursday watching Thursday night football? That's a lot of hours. But then you say, oh, I don't have enough time. No, you have enough time. It's just that you're investing it in consumerism, not being productive. Because I guarantee you, if you were being productive, that time would fly by and you'd be like, oh my gosh, look at what's happening, right? So you've got to identify the rhythms and where you are, where, where things can change. So for example, with your office, right? You can decide to look at the meetings that you're sitting in, right? Self-select out of there or, or, or make them more efficient. You can look at how much time do you actually spend on executing, right? Like these are things that you really need to ask yourself, like have real conversations about, right? 
How much time do you actually spend when you're at the office working? By the way, at the office includes drive time. How much time does it take you to get to the office? If you're feeling stuck, these things alone are contributing to how you feel. It's just true. It's just, it's just what's happening. At home, again, what are you doing at home? What are you doing on the weekends, right? Again, like I said, if at home, if all you're doing is watching sports all weekend, well, you're not really being productive. Um, if you're just Netflix and chill the entire time, then, then that's not productive. If on the weekend, it's the same thing, sports and a whole bunch of consumerism, well, I'm sorry, you're not, you're not being really productive. You're just, it's not productive. Okay. So here's a couple of things that I want you to think about that you could start doing so that you can get unstuck. Number one, identify what is the rhythm in home in office and on the weekends. If you just did that homework this week for massive action Monday, it probably would change a ton for you. That's the first thing. Here's the second thing that I want you to think about as it relates to all of these items. Hey, you're enjoying this episode, right? Well, there's something I wanted to share with you. Have you ever heard of the triangle of value? Well, it's something that I actually teach in my side hustle secrets course. See, you actually have a profession, you have practices, and you live by a set of principles. That is your triangle of value. Well, within that triangle of value, you are so valuable in the marketplace that what you know in your head, somebody else is willing to pay you in order to be able to get that information so that they can do the same thing that you're doing. But you didn't know that until now. Well, I've created something just for you. I got a course called the Side Hustle Secrets course. If you go to thesidehustlesecrets.com, you can go ahead and get into my course. I teach you how to use that triangle of value and actually be able to create you a great online profitable business. But here's the cool part. Along with that, I show you my core four strategies and how to be able to take that triangle of value and turn it into four different streams that you could be able to leverage to be able to build you a great side business and reduce the financial stress. Because listen, I know you're enjoying your job. I know you've done all the work that you needed to, to get where you are today. But I also know this between layoffs, firings and downsizings, it's bound to happen. It happened to me twice. I don't want it to happen to you. Or at least if it does, you have something to fall back on and you don't have to hurt you and your family. I know you got a lot of information in your head and I know you could scale it. And I know there's somebody else out there who is happy willing to pay you to get that information. Well, let me show you how to do it. Go to thesidehustlesecrets.com, get the course, and let's work together to build out and build you what you need for you to have a great side business. Let's get back to the episode. Time. I honest, I want you to do this honest work because I want you to figure out how much time is that. And like really add it up. Like seriously, I really want you to add up how much time am I spending in meetings, actually executing, drive time to work, sports, Netflix, uh, consumer stuff? Like, what am I doing with my time? Because everybody has the same 24 hours. We just all don't use it the same way. And some of us are getting bored with real productive things because it's not sexy. I'm sorry, reading a contract ain't sexy. But when that contract is worth $100,000, I think I might want to read that contract. Just, just putting it out there, right? 
Like, I think I might want to read that contract. Some people, you know, find it boring to have to have meetings about, you know, potential collaborative opportunities. But if those opportunities lead me to somewhere north of another hundred thousand dollars, then I think I probably want to do those things. Right. Like people don't like talking about the boring stuff that makes money flow. But let me tell you something. Some of the best things you could do ever in your life that I'm finding out, at least, is that I'm finding out that I better fall in love with the really boring stuff that keeps the money flowing. Because the moment I feel stuck, I better start asking my, myself the question, where in here do I have a rhythm that I might need to switch up? And by the way, it could be that you're doing something that's not the best use of your time. So how then do I delegate that to someone else? How do you have a conversation with your spouse and say, hey, listen, I, I know that I, I got to play a part in this. It just it's it's not the best use of my time. What else could we do? Um, you know, you might need to have somebody come through and clean your house once every other week, because the time that it's taking you to clean your house. If you paid somebody, you could be more productive on the things that build your income, and help you build your, uh, your side business. Just a suggestion. Right. You might need to coordinate picking up the kids with other parents who are also on the soccer team, on the lacrosse team, on, on baseball, so that that way, maybe once or twice a week, you don't have to go get the kids. Um, Sandy's going to get the kids, and that's going to save you about an hour and a half. And that hour and a half, you could be being productive. My point is, sometimes the reason why we feel stuck is because we won't identify rhythms. There's a great book called uh, Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. And one of the uh, chapters in there is called Hypnotic Rhythm. It is my favorite chapter of the entire book. My favorite. I like human behavior. I like studying psychology. And to everything, there's a rhythm. There's a rhythm of the seas. There's a rhythm of music. There's a rhythm of nature. There's a rhythm of the sun. There's, there's rhythms to everything. There's rhythms of our heart. Really important because they pay attention to those patterns. And if that rhythm is knocked off at any point, we know we got an issue. There are rhythms to everything in life. And the reason why sometimes we feel stuck at work is because we haven't identified the rhythm that we might not like anymore or one that we've created for a lack of uh, or for a lack of being directive or assertive. Or we've just gotten apathy towards something and we probably should change it. All right. So listen, that's what I wanted to share with you today. So for this Massive Action Monday, what are you going to do as your homework? You're going to go look at your office, your home life and your weekend life, and you're going to identify where are you spending all of your time? What is the rhythm of these things, first of all? And then where am I spending my time? And I want you to add up all of them hours. And I really want you to know how many hours you're spending on sports, on Netflix and chill, on sitting in meetings. How much time do you actually have to execute? How much time are you spending driving to your job and back? How much time are you sitting literally just doing nothing? How much time? Go through your phone. Every single social media app will tell you how many hours you spend on it. You can go look at this information. See, some of us don't want to look at ourselves, so we don't like looking at the numbers. And I'm telling you, if you want to get unstuck, look at yourself. It's okay. And then when you see it, put a plan in place to do something about it. All right. So listen, I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you found it helpful. This has been Massive Action Monday. It is sponsored by the Side Hustle Secrets course. 
Side Hustle Secrets course is for those who are building and growing a profitable side business. And you want to know the secrets in order to be able to really grow it and make it something tangible, buildable, that's scalable. And you need to know these things before you really get rocking on real, real money. Well, the Side Hustle Secrets course is available to you. You can go to growyoursidebusiness.com right now. Go into the Side Hustle Secrets course and get access today. Thank you guys so much for watching. Have a great, incredible day. And I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Have a great day, everybody. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.